You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivilevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is a special Tuba Sopoiskimashir. It goes without saying that we are in the midst of a Shashirum Yisrael. It's not just an Eretz Yisrael. Incidents are really in a way, spreading like wildfire everywhere. And as I indicated in the email, it isn't just a Zman for Tefillah, it's also a Zman for Torah. There's a significance of turning to God's mind and will and the way we understand it and comprehend it. We believe not only in the intellectual power of Torah, but in mystical effect of what it means to study Torah. This type of, I guess, exalted language seems a little bit strange in the midst of, of, of war, but really it's not this way. We we know that um as Chazal say based on the Pasik and Tilim that Ondos Oyu Raglenu we're able to stand and put down our enemy. We're able to stand and the enemy will fall. Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim was no great center of, of military. Uh, it might have held the heads of state, but the Sharaich Yerushalayim, of course, are the gates of Yerushalayim that are important in, in terms of what they give over for Torah. There has been a, a lot said about continuing normalcy and not allowing any of this terror and war to knock us off our game, to make us wary and, and, and definitely careful and intense, but not to eliminate any of the things that are crucial. Whether one learns Dafyomi or not, you can't ignore the fact that a huge amount, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of ten thousands of persons are Finishing next week, Masechet Kedushin, which is the last of the Masechet of, of Seder Noshin. And it is a source of Nachas and Simcha Yisrael that that Siyum, the Siyum that are being planned, uh, are going on as scheduled. And I turn to my good, good friend. That's an understatement, I think, Rabbi Dubi would say. Good, good, I think, is probably way way less than what we really are towards each other, which is soulmates and, and kindred spirits, someone that I've come in the last 10, 11 years to to embrace as a, a dear fountain of inquiry, knowledge, and illumination, and an especially gifted Magid Shir. And Rabdubi has, has lectured and given Shir Mamasatis Kedushin, and I asked him, not only the seum that's going to happen, but also, as I wrote in the email, the the chayalit sahal that are going uh, with Mesiras Nefesh into a place that is for for the korbonis, whether you call them kedoshim or not, the people who were killed because they were Jews, and let's not forget the wounded, are lying in various states, and that could be physically wounded and mentally wounded throughout Val Yisro for their refuas, and of course, 
the shechur, the complete freedom of all hostages. It's a lot to ask to put on your plate, Rabbi that one shear, but let's let let it let us allow it to rise and become part of the wonderful songs of Torah and learning that you hear everywhere in Klal Yisrael. The Isser ben Svi Shir. Rabbi thank you so much for answering, and the mic is yours. Thank you very much, Rabbi Ramel, and you said it so beautifully that the Torah that we learn should be a zechus for the chayalim who are who are fighting for Klal Yisrael and all the wolves who are injured, and of course for the shvuyim. So it should be a zechus, and also at the same time a, a zechus, and uh, uh, for those who are finishing the daf, finishing uh, say their nashim, it's a it's a tremendous um, merit to be able to offer some words of Torah on the last mesechta. And hopefully we could um, come up with something maybe a little bit new to enlighten uh, the Masechta as we move from Nashim to Nazikin. <clears throat> so I do appreciate Rabbi Vremel. You said it so beautifully, how close we are. And uh, the Rambam writes in Masechta Demai that a chover is someone who you're connected to, a real chover is someone you're connected to through the learning of Torah. We talk quite often in the sharing uh, Divrei Torah and thoughts. And I always appreciate um, our conversations. And um, I appreciate you inviting me on to give a share in Masech the Kedushin. So let's let's jump right in. There is a Gemara on Dafhei Omid Beis in Masech the Kedushin. It's known as the Sugya of Nosan Hu Rahi. And basically the case that's being discussed in that Gemara on Dafhei is where a man is under the chuppah and he's about to give his wife the ring. So the Nosan Hu and V'Omar Hu would be what we would typically uh, expect, and that's that the man gives the ring to the woman, and he says the famous words, and then uh, he puts the ring on on the Kala's finger. That would be a case of Nasan Hu V'Omar Hu. He does the giving of the ring of the Kesef or the Shava Kesef, and he also says the statement of Arayat Mukadashisli. The Gemara wants to know what would be the halacha in a case of Nasan Hu V'Omar Hu, where he gives the ring, but she says the Harayat either harenim ukudosh or some other form, but she says the statement that's typically said under the chuppah. So we want to even things out. So he'll do the nasina of the kesef, and she'll do the amira. And uh, we'll go through the Gemara without going through it inside. I'm going to skip, uh, I don't know, about 10 lines. The Gemara in the end concludes that nasan hu is a sveikahi. It's a suffix. Unclear, the Gemara does not conclude in the end whether... This is a good condition or not a good condition. The Gemara obviously sees two sides. There's a tzad that can say that, no, if as long as he does the Nasina, even if she does the Amira, that would be uh, okay. It would be a good condition. The other tzad is that, no, Nasan Hu is not enough. You need Omar Hu as well. And if it's an Omrahi, somehow that undermines the condition. It would not be a good condition. The Gemara concludes, Sveikahi, the last two words, which is a different Gersos that we have in our Gemara, is the chashina midrabbanon. Sveiki v'chashina midrabbanon. We're going to leave that out for now. It's not important for us right this second. It's a suffix. Nasan hu v'yomrahi is a suffix, whether it's a good condition or not. And Rashi seems to explain that uh, what's happening here is that the Pasuk in relation to Kedushin says, famous line, ki isha. It says a man has to take a woman. So if a man has to do the taking, a man has to bring the woman to his rishos, has to take the, to do the maisa, the act of Kedushin. So then we would expect that um, he would have to do the Nasina. He would have to give her the ring and not the Kala give the Chos in the ring. 
Although that's, otherwise that would be a violation of kiikach. It would be more like kisikach. We don't want a kisikach or a kisilokach. We want a kiikach, and therefore the man has to give the ring. And also, Mistama, that would also mean that he also has to do the amira. Everything has to come from him. So the question that we might want to ask is, what's the other tzad? What's the other tzad? Why would you say not like that? Why would you say that the woman can do the amir? Why is this a suffix? It seems like a closed case, easy, easy psak. You don't even have to look this up in Shulchan Aruch. You just look at the pasuk, ish isha. The man does the act of kedushin. The man does the nesina and the amira. And yet the Gemara apparently has a suffix. So there's a sefer of whom maybe Rabbi Vremel, maybe you can tell us who wrote it. But I always learned the sefer known as the sefer Shita Lo No Dalami. That's the name of the sefer. So one of the Rishadim that we know. I, th- I think I've heard of the past. Maybe it's the Ra. Oh, I'm not sure. But it was one of the early Rishonim, and we weren't sure who was the uh, author. And it's known as the Shita Lo No Dalami. Shita of whom we don't know who is attributed to, but it's one of the Rishonim that much we know. And this sefer writes as follows: It's obvious to him that there's absolutely no reason at all on a level Menat Torah, of why a woman cannot do the Amira. Of course the woman could do the Amira. The, the Shita writes, does it say, ki ikach v'yomar hu? It doesn't say, ki ikach v'yomar. It says, ki ikach. So that's referring to the Maisa, to the Nesina of the ring. But the Amira, nowhere does it say that he has to do the Amira. And therefore, even if she does the Amira, it's not a problem at all. And it, there's not even one sad in the Gemara to say, that she cannot do the Amira. Absolutely, she can do the Amira. So why does the Gemara call it a suffix? It's a slippery slope. So this week, the Kala is going to do the Amira. Next week, the Kala is going to do the Nasina as well. But really, Me'ikar Hadin, there's no problem for the woman to do the Amira. It's not part of the Kicha. It's not part of the Maise Kedushin. All the man has to do is give the ring to the Kala. The woman can actually say some form of Hareyat Mukudesh Li. Maybe it would sound like Hareini Mukudeshus Lacha, and that would be 100% acceptable and okay. That's the Shita Lanodalami. In other words, just to repeat one more time, everybody agrees, according to this Shita, that a woman can do the Amira under the Chuppah. And the only reason that she cannot is simply because of Xera, that the Umrahi is going to turn into a Nasna He, which is going to lead to a real problem, which would be an, uh, um, an undermined Maisa Kedushin since it's coming from the woman and not from the man. On the other hand, on the other extreme, there's a sheet, and that's what I want to discuss today with the Chavra that's finishing the Masechta, and anybody who's interested in learning Masechta Kedushin. And that's as follows. The Ritva says, on the other extreme, that a Nasan Huvi Amrahi, Nasan Huvi Amrahi, is absolutely a problem. While the Shita Lanodemiola holds the Amrahi is not a problem at all. And really, all Stodom would allow her to express the Amira that's said under the Chuppah. The Ritva says the exact opposite. The Ritva says, absolutely, would we not allow her to do the Amira? He has to do both. The mice of giving over the Kesef to the Isha. And he also has to say Hareat Mokudeshesli. The only reason the Ritva says that there's a Havamin, or there's a Tzad in the Gemara, that Nosan Hu, the Amrahi would be okay, is only because when she says, and then he gives the ring, that act of giving the ring after she said, or is like he repeated the line. 
So either he has to say it, or he has to repeat what she says. And even if he doesn't actually repeat it by her giving the him giving the ring after she said that line, it's as if he actually repeated. It's like saying Amen. It's like he actually is saying without saying it. So, and the reason why the Ritva says, and this is what makes it so interesting. The Ritva says, the reason why he has to both give the ring or give the kesef, the shava kesef, and say harab mukadashasli, because the Pasuk says in the Torah, ki yikach ish isha, a man has to take a woman, and therefore he has to do the amira. That's adka and divrei haritva. So now let's understand. It sounds from the ritva that not only is there halach of kicha of the woman through giving the ring or giving the kesef to the woman, but part of the kicha, korve kiyikach ishisha, is actually saying those words In other words, according to the Shita Lorodalami, it sounds like the Amir is not really fundamental to the act of Kedushin. Amir is simply a statement being made by one of the parties to explain what it is that's happening here. <laughs> I mean, the woman has to know what's happening. The Adim have to know what's happening. This is not just a gift. It's not just a, a birthday gift. This is a Kedushin. But the Amir is not part of the Maisa Kedushin. It's not part of the man taking the woman. It's simply what we would call a Hezber or a Gilui or a Birur of what it is that's taking place. But according to the Ritva, it's much more than that. A man has to do the Kicha. A man has to be Kiyika Isha, And that has to happen in two ways, apparently. One, it has to happen al yidei a ma'isa kedushin, the first daf m'sech kedushin on ish nekdem shalosh brachim bekesef b'shtara babir. We're dealing with kesef, but it has to happen either with kesef and not either with kesef, either with kesef shtara babir. Let's say it has to happen with kesef, and the kicha has to happen al yidei amira. The kicha has to happen al yidei the amira. That's also part of the ma'isa kicha of the man. That when he says, that's not simply a biror. It's not simply an explanation. It's not simply someone, the, the MC getting up and saying, everyone, please put away your phones. We're about to do the Maisa Kedushin. Get ready. That's much more. That's part of the kicha that the man does of the woman has to happen. The words, Now, when I first learned this ritva quite a number of years ago, I was banging my head trying to really think. What is the story? Where does the Ritva come up with this? Where does it come up with this? That the Kicha has to happen both Ayyadei, the Maisa Nesinas Kesef, the Maisa Nesinas Tabas, the giving of the ring, and also Ayyadei Amira. Where does that come from? It says, Kira And the Mishnah in the beginning says, Bekesef Pishtar And the first Daf in Mesachna says that we know that Kicha is Kenyan and Kenyan's Kesef. Where do you come up with saying that the kicha has to happen? And by the way, again, the Ritva holds that he always has to do the Amira. Either he physically has to say it, he actually has to say it, or when she says it and he gives it, it's like he said it. It's like saying Amen. When someone makes a Shvua, you say Amen, it's like you made the Shvua as well. What does he know? How does he know? And by the way, I just want to also point out an aside, but a very important aside. The entire Masech, the Kedushin, deals with two aspects of the marriage that already is alluded to on Daf Beis, Amar Aleph Daf Beis, Amar Beis. There's one aspect of the relationship between the husband and the wife, what we call the Kinyin Labal. And there's also the aspect of her being Usr, 
and off limits to everyone else, the Isli Alma. And I wanted to suggest that perhaps the Nesinas Kesef creates the Kenyan Labal and the Amira Harebu Kudash creates the Hekdish, the Isli Alma. The reason why you have two parts of the Kicha, because two things are being created when you do the Kedushin. And Rav Moshe Feinstein and Dibras Moshe already points out that you can have situations where you can end up with the funny type of marriage, which has only one aspect and not the other aspect. The Raghat Shava writes that when a Katan marries a woman, the Gemara and Dafyutes implies that that's only the Rabbanon, but Rashi seems to say that it's a Kedushin Daraisa. But we know that a Aishas Katan is not an Aishas Ish. So Rav Moshe and others point out that an Aishas Katan has one aspect, it has the Kenyan Labal element of the Kedushin, on Allah and Torah. But because he's a cut, he's not able to create the Israeli Alma. And therefore, if she were to live with another man at this point, there would not be a Chiv Misa. This goes on and on, but we're going to focus on the Amira part. So therefore, it's not so surprising that the Ritva would say that Kedushin and the Maisa Kedushin is made up of two parts. One, it's made up of the Maisa Kicha Yidei Nesinas Tabas, the giving of the ring. And it's made up of the Maisa Kicha, which happens Ayadeh Amira. But still we're left with a good question, I think. And that is, where in the world do you get the fact that the word Kicha has anything to do with Amira? Why would it mean Amira? It means, ain't Kicha Lebekesef. So I was searching and searching and searching. And I found that there's a sefer called the Mishnah Rishona, a very important sefer written on Mishnayis. In Zrayim it's called Mishnah Rishona. On Taharis, it's called Mishnah Chrona. He doesn't write in the middle. He wrote at the ends. In the Mishnah Rishona, in, in Mesechta Marsusheni, the Machaber writes as follows. Machaber writes something incredible. And I'll just give a little bit of an introduction. Just last week, or two weeks ago, actually, in Bereshis, it says as follows. The Rabbana Shalom takes Adam and he puts him in Gan Eden, Shamra, and the Pasuk says as follows. Ve'yikach Hashem lo'kim Adam. Hashem took Adam, and he placed him in Gan Eden to work and to keep the land. And Rashi there says on the word, And then it got us thinking, wait a minute. The truth is, not less than a 10 times, Rashi al-Hatorah says in different places where the term kich is used either by Hashem or by a person Taking another person? Rashi never fails to tell us, by the way, how do you take a person? You don't take a person now you're day physical, physically picking them up. We're not cavemen. You don't pick up the woman and bring her home. The way that you take, that's the first time the term kicha is used in the Torah. And we know the Tzaddik writes that if you want to understand the sod of a concept, you look at the first place, that's where the Torah gives birth to that concept. Rashi says, what does the word kicha mean? And kicha ela bidvarim kachui machem devarim biyikach korach Moshe roch shanhedros bidvarim kach esaharon Moshe took Aaron bidvarim. Every time it's kicha, it's bidvarim. Furthermore, the Maharal points out in the Gor Aryeh something quite incredible. Maharal points out that almost I'm going to say not every time, almost every time when a human being or a kadosh baruch a human being takes another person. The term used in the Unkelos and Aramaic is Udvar, because the way that you take someone is by convincing them, by talking to them, by talking nicely. 
What more beautiful words are there than Hareat Mukudeshasli Dabazu? So we should not be surprised in the slightest that when the Ritva says Isha, both means Ayide Kesef, but also of course means Ayide Amira. As a matter of fact, I would like to suggest that that's partial that it means Ayide Amira. Why? Because ain't Kichelabitvarim. You know, it's isn't it interesting that throughout the first, uh, I don't know, temblat of the Mesechta, we're looking for the source. Uh, Kesef Minolan, Bishtar Minolan, Bibia Minolan. I would like to know, how come it doesn't say Bamira Minolan? According to Ritva, Ticha has to be done, Ayyade Amira. So why not say Bamira? How do you know you need Amira? According to the Sheet of Little Dalmi, it's simple. Amira is not part of the Maisa Kedushin. It's simply explaining what's going on. I don't need a source for that. You got to explain to the people what's happening. But according to the Ritva, that Kicha has to happen, the man has to do it. Otherwise, it's a chesaron and a lack of Kicha. And it's not a good Kedushin. So if that's true, if that's true, so Amira Manolan, Kesef Shtar Amira. The answer is, the Gemara doesn't have to say Amira Manolan. Kicha, of course, means Amira. And Kicha, Alebedvarim, as I just pointed out. Furthermore, Maharal explains so beautifully. The reason why Kicha by an Adam must mean Amira, because the Iker of a human being is the soul. The Iker of the human being is the personality, is the soul. The body is simply a, a, uh, a receptacle for who we truly are, and that's the Nefesh, the Neshama. So Lekicha, or Kicha, means to take someone. So if you're taking an inanimate object, you're taking a behema, the Iker of the behema is the guf, is the physicality, is the gashmi. So there, Kicha means the physical item. What else do you want to take? You're not convincing a table to be moved into another room. So there, the proper term is to physically take. But when you're dealing with a human being, so the taking is the soul. You have to take the soul of a person. The ikka of a person is, is, their, is their personality. So the only way that to take them is through Amira. It's, it's not surprisingly that it has to, by, it, it has to be Amira. There is no other way to take a person. If you would physically take a person, but they'd be screaming, it'd be Balkarko. That would not be called taking. It would be taking a table, taking a behemoth, taking a, 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 an inanimate object. But that's not called taking when it comes to the human being. And therefore, now we understand, now we understand how the Ritva knew that Kicha is Ayyade Amira. It's not simply a birur, not simply explanation, it's not simply a clarification of what's going on. If that was the case, of course a woman could do it. The Shita Lorodolami says a woman can say the Amira. She could say, It's only because of a, a it's only because of a, of, of a Gzeira. If she does the Amira, she'll end up doing the Nasina. But Mekara didn't, she could do the Amira. But according to Ritva, no, it's much, the Amira is not just serving as a Biru or as a clarification to those who are at present at the Chuppah to know what's going on. Much more than that. The purpose of the Amira is that a man has to take a woman, Aide Amira, has to be a Kicha. And Kicha means Amira. He must do it. And Kicha Ela Bidvarim. And perhaps we can say as follows. That first, that first daf in the Mesechta. First daf in the Mesechta. The Mesechta begins as follows. And the Gemara wants to know, how do you know Kesef, Kicha? The Gemara goes through a whole lambdus. The Gemara never mentions Amira. I would suggest that if not for the Gzeres HaKosuv of Enkich Elabir Kesef, of Yotzav HaHaisa that teaches me Shtar, if not for the Pazak Yikach Yishishu Uba'ala, 
If it just said isha, and we didn't have the Xeris Akosov to teach us Shtar and Kesef, then everybody would know Pashat, of course they have to have a, the way that you would do Kedushin is the Ayyadi Amir Lavad. But this Kiddush of the Ritva is not a Kiddush at all. It's the opposite. The Kiddush of the Gemara, the first 10 blot, is that Amir alone is not enough. I would have thought, like the Maharal, anytime it says Kicha in the Torah, it means Kicha, it means Ayyadi Amir and Kicha Lebedvarim. So you do a Kedushin, it means Ayyadi Amir. The Gemara, the first Templat, spends so much time figuring out what Kicha also means. You should know something. It's not, not saying you need Kesef, we also need Amira. No, we have to learn the Mesech differently. Of course you need Amira. Amira. The way you're going to take, the man takes a wife is through Amira. You should know something, by the way, I know you're surprised, but it's actually more than Amira. I know you're surprised. You would have thought it's just Amira. You know, you need Kesef too. You need Shtar as well. You need B as well. I know that's surprising because the truth is, I would have said, means Dvarim. It always means Dvarim. Moshe says to Aram, you have been chosen for this. You have a zechus of walking into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Ten times, ten times Rashi says, I know you're surprised that you also need either Kesef Shtar and Bia, if, if not for the Xeris HaKosov, it was not that there wouldn't be a Kedushin. There'd be a Kedushin. It would have been what we would have expected in the first place. That Hariya Mukudash solves and does the entire Kedushin. Kamash Milan is a big Kiddush. That in addition to the Iker Kedushin, which is the Amira, there's also either Kesef Shtarabi in order to affect the Kedushin. And I think that this lesson of the importance of Amira, of Lokob and Dvarim as we are praying and davening, and as Rabbi Vremel pointed out, learning for the uh, for our brothers and sisters and and uh, and family in, in Eretz Yisrael, we have to. We are, everybody's working on something. Everybody's working on something, taking on some Kabbalah. Perhaps that one of the Kabbalahs could be Lachu Bedvarim Noim to be able to talk Bedvarim Noim to have you know uh, more of a of a sense of sensitivity towards each other. Ahavas. Chinam, as Rav Kook pointed out, is so important in order to to uh, to destroy the sinas. One little layer, perhaps, that I could add, and that is the fact that kicha is an Indian of bias, an Indian of the situation has changed, right? You like even by let's say what you say an inanimate object you need to convince our own needed to be convinced and brought over intellectually to the attitude that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted him to have. What we're referring to is, yes, Dvarim Noyim, and therefore there's an agreement that she isn't going to be just this independent woman or living on her own, but she has met, she understands and she agrees. And that, in a way, allows, like by Korach as well, them to be sort of mentally attuned with each other. And I think you were saying that, but I I, I just want to uh, emphasize that the kicha, like we say, is definitely re- is a sense of transfer, but the transfer here is a shared sensibility. And, and, and that is really what happens when you speak to someone who is especially if that person before you started speaking to them perhaps they wouldn't agree with you, but you use your 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 as you say the better part of yourself to connect intellectually and 
organically and sociologically through the power of speech with that person. And that, that's how the kicha occurs. And that's why this is considered, like you say, the essence of that, of that symbolism. You didn't mention this, but of course, one of the examples is not only Aaron, but you also have Vayikach Yisro as, as Tzipora. When Yisro, in a way, Tzipora, as we understand, didn't want to go back. She, she had those children that she felt maybe she wanted to stay in Midian. Yisro convinces her. The, the Kicha is, a, is an act of explanation, an act of perhaps even the tenor of the words are enough to get that person to make, to jump into that divide. And that's how uh, the, 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 the Kenyan actually occurs. Um, and that's why you can say you, like, she's in your sphere. She's in your mindset. And, and I know you, you, as you say, we have to use Dvarim properly. I, I want to be a little obvious and say we're all, in a way, fighters using our Diburim properly to the ones that can listen to convince them of the Hatzdoka, of, of the Tzad of Klal Yisrael, the Tzad of Medina Yisrael. We know one of the things that, especially here in America, you know, we, we, we have to sometimes confront is this sense of both sides, look at from the outside. You, by stressing in this year, the Koyach Hadibur Lahashpia, to actually cause an Afgamina, we have to all be Dabronim, because as you know, Daber also means to, to guide my bears and to sometimes crush and sometimes move. So I, I'm just adding to what you're saying. We have to, we have to use our speech, Klapi Chutz, in a way that I believe it's essential with Phyllis and learning and knowing with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we can convince, especially Jews who are somewhere on the fence, we can use that Koyach of Dibur and Amira to bring people to the understanding of, of, the, of the righteousness of our Tzad here in this Mohama. And everyone should be safe. And should do great nisim to the binyan base hamigdash soon with the coming of the Mashiach and Rabbi Vremel and the Chevra. Whoever's listening, I appreciate you inviting me, and I hope you enjoyed. And Bezras Hashem, we could take this lesson as we finish Masech the Kedushin and move on to the Babas with with confidence and excitement. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.